Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Tuesday the 6th of June. Hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And for our top story today, we're going to hear from a former asylum seeker who says the Prime Minister's plan to tackle small boat crossings punishes the wrong people. The Illegal Migration Bill, which is currently going through Parliament, will prevent anyone who arrives in the UK via the dangerous route from claiming asylum. Well, I've been speaking to Rishan, who was just 17 when she crossed the Channel to Kent after travelling from Eritrea. She's now training to be a nurse and works as a youth influencer for Kent Refugee Action Network. For my as coming as a refugee is here like to this country at the age of 17 I think that this the plan is not showing that is understanding of the, the people behind the number. It was just all figures of planning and doing all things in terms of like just stopping people to come. Whereas even the plan is suggested that to stop like criminal gangs from doing all of these sorts of issues. But for me is the punishment, it doesn't go to them. It punished the punishment goes to the refugees who were seeking like safety, who are fleeing all these the, the awful journeys, fleeing from their country because of persecution or like war, other sorts of things that we've seen in Ukraine, for example, lots of people have seen what happening there. And then therefore they empathize for here. Like, and then all of this in the government like shows like um, family reunion and other sorts of alternative for people to seek safety in this country, whereas this thing hasn't been done to other refugees. And the ideal of like stopping criminals, like guns or uh, other things, that's 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 not how I'm feeling. I feel there's two pictures has been dealt with it in a different way, and in a human way and protection way for the Ukraine and other sources, the other like refugees who comes to here, it hasn't been dealt in that way. And I've read something he says like. Um, about his generous spirit not to be used or against this country or against um, for the people who leave their country to come to here. Coming as a refugee at the age of 17, if I was on that, on this step, going back to my time, like when I, when I came, I don't see any generosity on these things. I don't see any like spirit of being, coming from like, Say, seeking safety in this country and coming from the awful journey to here and seeing someone says to me, oh, you, you need to be shifted to another country or being detained because you, you count as a criminal gangs just to stop. So the punishment doesn't go to, to the, the criminal gangs that he suggested, whereas it comes to me. That's how I'm, I'm facing these things. That, that's how I see it. And therefore, like, it's, if there's so much emotional in me that, to be honest, like, make me feel like, where is the human protection in that aspect? Where is the human protection of someone fleeing their country because of persecution or war? There's been a lot of talk in the past about people need to be using safe and legal routes. And I know I've questioned people before as to yeah. what are those safe <clears throat> and legal routes that are available. When you were making the journey here, yeah. was making a dangerous crossing across the channel the only option that you felt you had? Yeah, indeed. And we as um in Crown, we spoke so many times like in the parliament or whenever we have a meeting about alternative solution where people can seek like legal like safety le legal route whereas not being called illegal because of all of this negative story people thinks about them and i think so if there is a reception like or a place that people can seek safety to come to the uk because coming to the uk 
this is part of the protection that the country signed for. We spoke to Rishan as Rishi Sunak was in Dover yesterday to announce that another two barges will be used to house asylum seekers to cut the current hotel bill. He also said the number of people crossing the channel had fallen by a fifth since last year. But the PM has come in for a bit of criticism for claiming he's winning the battle against small boat crossings as they were at a record high last year. Here's more on that from our political editor, Paul Francis. That might have been to do with the fairly unseasonable, unfavourable weather conditions that have prevailed in the last two or three weeks with cooler temperatures and uh, fairly blustery high winds. But uh, Mr Sunak said he uh, he might be Prime Minister, but he was unable to control the weather, so try to bat away the uh, issue. Now, in some senses, while today's announcement is uh, an important one and the figures showing a fall uh, will undoubtedly uh, be seen as by the Conservatives as vindication for its uh, policy, it still faces a number of challenges in the same area, not least trying to lessen the pressure on the public purse by finding other accommodation other than hotels. Latest government figures show there haven't been any small boat crossings over the past week. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and two people have died in a crash involving a car and truck near Ashford. An 18-year-old woman and 21-year-old man had both been travelling in a Vauxhall Corsa when it collided with the other vehicle in Plurendon Road at the junction with Bethesden Road. It happened yesterday at about five in the afternoon. Now, crash investigators want to hear from anyone who saw what happened or might have dash cam footage. We've put details of how to contact them within the story on the website. This is one of our most read stories on the website today and an Ashford man who took his own life after struggling during the pandemic has been described as a lovely person and really good dad. Craig Bork's family say the fact he couldn't work during the lockdowns led to financial and mental health struggles. An inquest was told the 34-year-old owed £70,000 and was facing a £12,000 tax bill. A charity football match has been played in his memory to raise money for a charity that supports grieving children. And if you are struggling and need support, then the Samaritans number is available at any time. It's 116123. That's 116123. And our thoughts are very much with Craig's family. Three men have been arrested after a cannabis farm was found in an abandoned building in Ramsgate. Police discovered more than 1,000 plants inside the disused property in School Lane. The group, who all live nearby, have now been charged. The victim of an arson attack in Ramsgate says they've not been sleeping since a masked man torched their car. An Audi A3 was set alight on Thanet Road last week. Witnesses say they saw someone running away from the scene wearing a balaclava. The vehicle's owner says it's left them in a daze. Police have confirmed it's been treated as suspicious. Police tackling the supply of drugs in North Kent have arrested two men. One was detained at a property in London, the other after officers stopped a car in Northfleet. The vehicle was pulled over on South Kent Avenue after a bag was allegedly thrown out the window. It contained cocaine and cannabis. Now, the biggest exercise of its kind since before the pandemic has taken place at Margate's Dreamland to test emergency services. Firefighters, police and paramedics had to see how they'd respond to a music concert crowd that had been exposed to a potentially harmful chemical. It 
involved the setting up of mass decontamination units and saw students from Canterbury College take on the role of casualties. Well, Bartholomew from our colleagues at KMTV went along and spoke to Steve Burwell from Kent Fire and Rescue. In Kent Fire, we're always training um, to varying degrees of scale. So larger exercises like these aren't as common as the day-to-day training. So we really do look to take uh, every opportunity and get what we can from them. So we're not just testing what you see here at the ground. We're also uh, working with all of our teams across Kent Fire from the initial 999 call to our control room through to mobilising. And we've also got other teams such as our vulnerable response team on site here today. So we really do look to make the most of these real live play events. And, uh, and as it's still going on now, the fire crew, they were one of the first people to come here. What, what is the fire crew's job, uh, role in, in, a, in a sort of incident like this? So in this exercise scenario where we do have large numbers of people that are contaminated, Kent Fire and Rescue Service's role is to provide mass decontamination. So we look to uh, deploy pop-up tents and provide showers um, where, with a surfactant so we can wash off that contaminant from, from, uh, from, from the uh, members of the public themselves. So then they're able to re-robe and we can then work with CCAM to pass them on to definitive medical care. But it really is a joined up approach and across all the agencies we work together as one team to ensure that we can resolve any incident at any time. Dreamland is hosting top music acts throughout the summer and Eddie Kemsley from there says it's been really useful to have the exercise. All our visitors and our guests safety is our first uh, concern always so we always want to make sure everything we do is a safe as possible so I think doing an exercise like this just really helps us to just put into practice all the procedures that we've got that we hope we'll never have to use but just put those things into practice it's so important and getting everyone together you can do it on teams or on videos or calls or whatever but really getting together like we're doing here today really helps to just make sure they're as robust as possible and you mentioned your your procedures there I mean, just from, I'm, I'm no expert at all in something, this is completely beyond me, but seeing your security team and your events team being able to, they knew exactly what to do, jump into it. How much does that come into your training for such a sort of incident training like this? Well, incident training is hugely important. We've got all sorts of policies and procedures which we constantly review and update and change. And we're always learning, and so we're always updating. But doing it today has really, really helped. Finally, we can hear from Chief Superintendent Amanda Tillotson from Kent Police. It is massively important that we still train and we prepare for the eventuality that it could still happen, as unlikely as it is. So we do do a lot of training in this. Each agency does a lot of training independently, but we do a lot together as well, both tabletop, live exercises such as this and it's really really important um, exercises such as this on this occasion KFRS so Kent Fire and Rescue Services have arranged this so we're incredibly grateful to them for doing so but it's really important that we work together and you can watch KMTV's report by heading to kentonline.co.uk and clicking on the KMTV pages Kent Online reports there are calls for more security at a popular park in Medway to stop travellers from pitching up on the land even though height restriction barriers have been installed at Beechingsway and Twiddle several caravans moved onto the site last week. They've since left, but people nearby say more needs to be done to prevent it. Medway Council say they'll carry out a review. People against plans for hundreds of homes being built on land in Faversham have staged a protest at the site. Developers want to put 250 properties off Ham Road, but residents fear it'll damage wildlife and increase traffic. Those behind the idea say housing is needed in the area and it would boost the local economy. A lion at an animal park in Kent has died after giving birth to
to two cubs. Keepers at Howlett's near Canterbury say Grace passed away despite the best efforts of vets. The cubs are now being hand-reared and we're told they're doing really well. Now, the owner of a vending machine firm in Stroud has hit out at what he says is bureaucracy gone mad after being told he needs a waste carrier's licence. It's after some empty coffee wrappers were found in one of his company's vans during a random stop on the Gillingham Business Park. Now, staff from his company refill, clean and repair coffee machines as part of their job and in this case took some rubbish away with them. Well, our reporter Alex Langridge has been speaking to Mike Steele, who's the director Director of Fairtrade Vending Limited. One of my drivers got stopped uh, a week ago Friday um, on a spot check on the uh, Gillingham Business Park where they do the vehicle checks. Um, asked to look in the back of the van and on top of one of the boxes saw three empty coffee sleeves which are just more or less sort of glorified crisp packets. Um, took, a po- took a photograph, we received a letter from Environmental Medway Council, Environmental Agency basically saying we haven't got a waste carriage licence and that um, if we were caught again, um, we, we would be fined. What was your kind of reaction, I guess, when you first saw the letter? I couldn't believe it. I thought it was just bureaucracy gone mad. You know, it's, it's, it's three empty coffee wrappers. I don't see the need, you know, for a waste carrier licence. So we contacted them and uh, basically were told, no, we need a waste carrier licence. So what have you done now? You can go on the website, uh, government website, and you can actually download a, a free uh, sort of waste carriage license because there's no, we're not carrying hazardous waste or anything like that, which comes under a different category. So although it is free, it's just unbelievable that you have to go through that sort of process. Didn't they say that you would, if you know, if it happened again, kind of they found another vehicle of yours with? Kind of yeah, we'd be we'd be liable for a fine. So obviously, it's best, best to do it, but the fact that you've actually had to do it is a bit, you know, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, so all, all, the, all the vans now have got to carry a waste carrier licence. Um, but the worst we're going to carry, you know, is, is an empty packet of sleeve or an empty bottle of water. You know, probably most vans in the country have got empty rubbish or stuff in the back in it. You know, it's just, it's just bureaucracy, OTT. I think you said as well, you know, you have to pay, don't you, to have your rubbish here yeah. on site. Yeah, I think well, m- m- all commercial businesses they have to pay um, a local sort of uh, company like Viola or someone um, so, you know, for the wheelie bin. So you're renting the wheelie bin off them and paying for the collection you know, on a weekly basis. And this is what Medway Council had to say to us. It is illegal for a business or organisation to transport any waste without registering with the Environment Agency for the correct waste carrier licence. All business owners have a duty of care and responsibility to ensure their waste is disposed of correctly. We work with businesses and offer them advice. Kent Online reports. A charity football match in memory of Tom from The Wanted is going to be held at Bromley's ground later this month. Jake Quickenden, Harry Judd and Ben Cohen are among the stars taking part to raise money for Brain Tumour Charity ahead of the Game Foundation. Tom passed away last year at the age of just 33. Part of a main road in Westgate has been closed as Southern Water carry out emergency repairs. Canterbury Road eastbound towards Margate will be shut for the next 10 days so crews can fix sewage pipes. We're told diversions are in place. There's another warning for drivers as parts of the Dartford crossing are going to be closed overnight for the next few months for essential work. National highways say waterproofing needs to take place in the East Tunnel while electrical equipment needs to be replaced in the West one. When one of the tunnels is closed, traffic will be diverted via the other.
After the pride flag was raised above Medway Council's offices for the first time, campaigners are hoping the trans flag will be next. Events are taking place throughout this month to raise awareness and show support for the LGBT community. Well, Hilary Cook is chair of Medway Pride. It is all about awareness and when it comes to uh, things like discrimination, that's, that's based on, a, on not understanding differences. And the, um, so education is important, uh, whatever, whatever your background is, to, for people to be aware of differences within the community. And, and it breaks down those barriers. And that's a bit what Pride is about, really, breaking down those barriers. As well as being the chair of Medway Pride, I run some support organisations. We, we manage the Medway Gender and Sexual Diversity Centre, so we provide like peer support, access to counselling services, and generally helping spread the word through education to organisations that, that just need some advice. For an organisation, what sort of issues are you finding in the local area about obviously naming or identifying anyone? What sort of issues are still in Medway? Um, well, most of the issues aren't particular to Medway. I mean, Medway is quite a safe place to be, thankfully. But uh, there are always issues around hate crime. And we're aware through the work we do with the police that hate crime is underreported. So it's all about providing support for those uh, individuals that need that extra support and spreading that awareness. Uh, right at the moment, there are some challenges in particular for the trans community. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's about, again, breaking down the barriers, spreading the awareness among people so that they understand the real issues which are all around healthcare and, uh, and access to spaces. Transgender Awareness Week takes place at the end of the year amid claims people's concerns about discrimination aren't being heard. And an oast house that's thought to be one of the tallest in this part of the country has gone on the market. You can head to our socials to see pictures of the property in Lamberhurst near Tunbridge Wells. It's Grade 2 listed and described as a piece of local history. Kent Online Sports. Football now and Gillingham will take a trip to Dagenham and Redbridge ahead of the start of the League Two season. It's been confirmed the Jills will go up against the side managed by their former striker Ben Strevens on July the 29th. It'll follow a match in Italy against Como just a week before. The new season is due to get underway the weekend of August the 5th. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that just head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast